Hardly a day goes by that a member of the Zuma family is not trending on X. One of them is Dudizani Zuma. Welcome, Mr. Zuma. Thank you very much, Chris. Good to be on the show once again. The last time I interviewed you, you were planning to stand as an independent, but now you've started your own party. What changed your mind? Uh, Ms. Stain, the last time we spoke, I think there was speculation at the time, mere speculation, that I'll be standing as an independent. And the reason why I didn't do that and I prefer not to do it is, you know, I don't, I'm not a one-man bat. I don't want to be someone that is seen as a one-man show. And the whole idea is to to go into parliament and populate parliament with people that are going to make a difference. And not just to be a passenger, an onlooker to, to the circus that parliament is at the moment. Tell us about your party, what the name stands for and what makes it different. So it's the AGC. It stands for All Game Changes. What makes it different is, firstly, it doesn't incorporate any of the historic ties. It's not trying to to fit into just one mold of what a political construct would be, because that's not who we are. That's just a party that's welcome to everybody. Everyone is is as a home in the AGC. This is a this is a, a, a political party and not just a party. It's a movement that incorporates is inclusive of everybody, regardless of race, creed, culture, traditional practices, religion. Um, this is something that people have to get involved in. People that want to make a, a difference. So hence the name game changes, because you know, to change the game is to change the system of 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 what's happening in our country, on the status quo economically and politically, whatever that means to the person that wants to make the difference, as long as it's beneficial to the country. I see you've been on the campaign trail. How has it been going? No, it's, it's I, won't, I won't call it a, uh, a campaign trail. I think everything that we do is, it's a lifestyle. You know, I don't, I don't, want, it to make, I don't want people to think that we're out here trying to just win, win votes and win people over. That's not why we're here. We're here to work with people, not here to win people over. You know, we're not the traditional politician that's going to do this, the, the song and dance. It's going to stand on the soapbox and, and say all sorts of, of weird and wonderful things. We're here, we, we, we're practical people. If you look at what it is that we do, it's always from a pragmatic perspective. We are on the ground, we uh, interact, we work with communities at all levels. And I think that's what differentiates us from, from everyone else. We're not afraid to get our hands dirty. We're not afraid to put on our Wellington boots and our, our, perspex, our perspex gloves and, and you know get the job done. Now, I've seen you uh, operating at grassroots level for many years now. Uh, what are people telling you in the, this this year in the run-up to the election? So it's been an interesting build-up, and fortunately for the way that we approach our lives, uh, as I said, it's, it's, it's a movement first before it's a political party. Um, I've always said, and I continue saying, our mission is to change the mindset of the South African citizen. Um, how we engage each other, the conversations we have, um, the narratives that are driven from our side, uh, the the level of respect, which is down in the dance, you know, we need to raise it for each other, um, the level of discipline within society, whether it be the people of the country, whether it be our law enforcement agencies, our judiciary, you know, our parliament, you know, we need to we need to have a, a whole lot more respect for, for each other, how we address each other. So the feedback that I've been getting has been more from the the need, and it's a desperate need, and this is why we've we've taken up this calling because we understand that there's a desperate need for change, and a lot of people, you know, they 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 talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk, and we had to say, guys, let's not be the people that just sit back and, and watch 
South Africa go by. I think we are definitely at a nexus. We we had a point where a whole lot is going to change within the political landscape. Let's not be the people that just wait around to pick up the pieces. Let's not this. Let's not let this this um, situation overtake us, and let's not let South Africa fall apart. So, the message, the clear message, is people are looking for opportunities. Um, people are looking for safety and security. Uh, these are expectations that unfortunately should be um, should be available without without having the conversation or the discussion. But that's what it is, and people are looking for for something new. This is this is the fact on the ground. People are tired of the same old, same old. Um, they want they want something new that includes them, um, that supports them, that protects them. And I feel like that's what that's what we're driving, and that's the messaging that we'll be putting out to the broader public. And that's the the, the area of, of um, inch we are we are participating in the political space. Now, your father, former President Jacob Zuma, remains a very popular politician in this country, and he is now leading an, an increasingly popular party. Called MK. Why did you not join him? Look, I'm my own man. It's as simple as that. Uh, there's a, a huge misconception out there that whatever he says or whatever he does, um, I'm automatically attributed to his his thoughts, his opinions, and his moments, which is the furthest thing from the truth. As much as there are similarities in in thought process and understanding of the situation, there are definitely a whole lot of differences in in the way we approach certain problems and on conversations as well as the implementation part. So if if you look at fundamentally, I mean, I've been on, on, on a lot of platforms where I've been asked questions that may not be leading um, questions, but if, if you look at my thought, thought process and, and the, the, the response that I've given, they, you know, they're completely different to, to what people would expect or what people have seen. And that's exactly who I am. I'm my own man. Um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer in, in chartering my own path. I've done so my whole life. I'm a firm believer in, in startups and, and starting something new, starting something fresh. I've done that in business. I'm here to do it in politics. Um, you know, we're not taking the easy route as many people have falsely believed that, um, you know, I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth, which is the furthest thing um, from the truth. So we've started something new, something fresh, you know, at the risk of, being alienated by the, the, um, the masses, as people would say. We're speaking our truths. Messaging is very clear. You look at our manifesto, it's completely different to what people would expect. You know, it's not for rebel rousing. It's not for um, causing, you know, talking points. This is, these are facts. Um, this is the way we see um, the situation and, and, and what the solution should be for the future of this country. So um, I haven't joined any other political um, formation purely because I don't feel they are representing of the, the, the complete, um, uh, the com- complete community of South Africa. I feel like society needs something that is inclusive, and all game changes. That's the inclusive political party. Do you think the damage the African National Congress Congress has done to the country and its people can be rectified? Yeah, so look, we've we've come through all host of issues in this country. Um, Historically, it's been however many years of, of our recent history, and you know, pre ninety four, post ninety four. I always liken the situation to countries that have bounced back from complete destruction on world wars twice, and are the beacons of hope in in the world 
they, you know, they've become leading economies in the world and uh, leading economies, sorry, leading, leading countries and voices in, in problem solving financial aid to a lot of countries that have needed. So I believe South Africa can play that role. I do believe that whatever issues we've had, and I don't want to portion the blame to, to a party or to a person or to a group of people, because that's the easiest thing to do. You know, we need to stop that, that finger pointing. You know, on one side, you'd have people talking about um, the constructs of WMC, you know, wide monopoly capital, which I'm like, okay, is neither here or there for me. And on the other side, you've got people who talk about radical economic transformation, RAT, and then RAT forces, and you know, that's neither here or there for me either. Yeah, I don't want to get involved in that old-style um, mudslinging, and that's not why I'm here. You know, I, I prefer not to speak about people and, and what they've done and, and the, the, the political parties and you know, their wins, their losses. We're here to speak about what the next 50 to 100 years has in store for us. You know, the history is the history. And Everyone interprets history different. You know, if you speak about the ANC and the past however many years, there'll be a counter argument or, or narrative of, no, okay, um, let's speak about South Africa and the apartheid government. And, you know, that's gotten us nowhere. So where we're at is, ladies and gentlemen, we're here. What does the next 50, 100 years look like? How are you involved in, 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 in that fight to get our country back up on its feet? You know, what, what, what interventions um, do you have, no matter how small or how big? And how do we work together? How we seem to be working together? How do we do we remove this 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 line of, of separation in ideology? Um, if you look at, at the issues of, of of race as well, if issues of tribalism, because there are a lot of differences in the country. Um, there are a lot of um, issues in the country that I feel like are issues that are created by the conversations that keep these issues alive. You know, we turn a blind eye to we focus on 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 the task at hand and then working together and respecting each other for who we are. You know, we're for a while. If you were in a position, what would you do to fix the economy? Firstly, a lot of people got to go. <laughs> so there are a lot of people that have to, um, if they're not willing to bow out, um, you know, they've played their part. Uh, whether we, we look at them with uh, a high win rate or what is clearly a high um, loss rate, they've got to go. Um, the first thing I'd do is, is, is get rid of a whole host of people that are dead weight. In, in, in Project South Africa, that would be in the government space. And, you know, it's no secret, secret, just turn into parliamentary TV. I think you'll have a good idea of who needs to go <laughs> better than I do. And then other people that pop up and say all sorts of um, crazy things on all sides. Um, so getting rid of, of dead weight would definitely be up on, on the list. And the priority would be reindustrialization. Unless we reindustrialize this country, unless we get manufacturing go, unless we get um, mines um, operating at an optimal level, um, unless we get uh, our, our education system that is is relevant to the opportunities that are created by our um, the, the 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 biggest contributors to our GDP, which would be the mining, agricultural, manufacturing, tourism sectors, then you know we're going out. So though, that's the level of focus I put in be on the reindustrialization side, which would create jobs. There's no other way to create jobs um, but to have a level of investment. And in, in order to get the level of investment right, then people interested in applying money into our country, whether it's foreign or local business people, you know, the, the business people need to be protected. They need to be given an opportunity to throw their money where they want to throw it. They need to be given the, the, the playing field to do so. 
and and not be be stressed out and worried about all sorts of, of issues that we've seen. We've seen labor issues. And we understand that that um, that workers need to be protected, but at some point there's a limit. You know, we, we cannot roughshod people. You know, like I'm saying, I speak from experience. I am a businessman. I've I've operated in in multiple sectors, and I have the same crime. I have the same experiences as as as, as people um, that have packed up and left because of you know their business has been shaken down by business forums. You've seen what's happening in the construction mafia space. So that sort of um, um, instilling confidence in in investors and getting investor sentiment right in this country. And then from the reindustrialization perspective, it's definitely tied into infrastructure development. Once again, blue collar, um, it's, it's working class, it's getting the masses who ordinarily do not have opportunities to sit in boardrooms, courtrooms, and then places of, of, of deal making, but just want to get up, go to a place of work, earn their keep, feed their families. Um, that's the main focus, getting those people on the ground employed, people that have got uh, able, um, who have got um, their hands and willing to ply their trades with with hands, so artisans and, and, and those sorts of apprentices that um, we've had historically. I think we're introducing those sorts of, of, of elements back into our society at an early level because if we have a shaky infrastructure, which we're seeing developing in many parts of the country, there is no economy because infrastructure speaks to road, speaks to rail, speaks to ports, speaks to electricity. You know, these are GDP multipliers. Without having those um, areas checked and, and, and running at at full steam, nothing like, you know, if our roads are not working, that is industry gone. Um, whether it's transportation of people, transportation of goods, that goes for rail as well, that goes, we've seen the backlog in, in, in Durban Harbour. So those are the main areas of, of, of focus. We have to get our economy right. The focus should be a commercial economic fix to South Africa, not a political one. And the reason why we're getting involved is because we understand there's clearly um, the lack of political will to deal with these issues. You know, there's a, it's unacceptable that we have uh, varying issues. You know, I'm sitting in Durban right now, and my my view right now is the Durban um, Ocean and Albert to 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 my right, and We've had the issue of going there's water uh, water supply issues, you know, affluent areas, so in influential areas in leafy suburbs where people wouldn't expect these issues to happen. I was driving through Gateway and uh, which is an area here in in in, in, um, in South with with where the mall is, and there were people collecting water from a water truck, and this is in Gate, the last place you'd expect to see. The ordinary South African would expect to drive through the township or the rural area and see these, um, uh, these, 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 these visuals. We're seeing it right on our doorstep. So that tells us that there is an issue. You know, as much as people want to want to um, finger point, you know, let's let's stop the finger pointing. We understand what the issues are. We understand the roles and responsibilities and the people that haven't performed um, and haven't been held accountable. And that's one of our main focuses. And that's why I say the first thing that we do is, is get rid of people is they're people that haven't been held, held accountable that need to be held accountable. Cannot have a situation a year, um, two years later where in Durban, for example, um, the tourism trade has taken a, a massive dip and this is one of the places in the country that's, that's faced these issues. We've had um, sewage um, treatment plants that haven't been working. So you've had two December's where uh, people have lost out on, on the income because it's simple problem hasn't been resolved. 
you know, if government is having an issue, if it's budget, if it's it's a backlog of of um, inventory and and whatever it is that they 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 putting up as 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 reasons or excuses, it's private sector that's it. You know, let let the private um, individuals that can sort this problem out sort it out. You know, and if it means that uh, you know people with with capacity are able to to run that plot, and you know, on behalf of of the state, then so be it. It's it's not good enough. Um, having these these excuses and and you know everyone else is, is suffering. You know if there's a stopgap measure and if it's a private stopgap measure, then so be it. And then I feel like a lot of a lot of these issues will be resolved by a closer understanding between private players and 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 state. But more importantly, the state just opening up a bit more space and then room for private players to do what they need to do, make whatever money they need to make. Obviously, not at a greedy pace, um, but deliver to to society. And lastly, I know you interact with very powerful international investors. Are they willing to come back as soon as they see signs of improvement? Most definitely. Um, you know, we, you, you've had these discussions. You travel a lot. I'm sure you have people all over the world. And the main thing that the international community, as well as expats that have left the country, a South African expat, that are living elsewhere in the world from Australia to Hong Kong to UAE, UK, US, Canada, and then and, and some in South America, and there's a huge community in Argentina as an example. The reason they left was mainly because of safety and security. Safety and security is up there in the, in the discussion, and then um, corruption as well, and their experience with, with how a, a, a system is being corrupted, and that's why there's, there's lack of service delivery and and and. So my response to that would be most definitely, as long as there's advice to get to 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 investment um, grade and to get to a, a place where investors feel like this is this is all we have to get our our our, our crime completely completely down. Um, will crime ever disappear um, totally? That's up for debate. I don't think so, but I think. The, the issue we have here is not a petty crime issue. It's serious and violent crimes. There are a lot of people who are losing their lives, and it's unacceptable. So unless we sort out the issue of, of, of criminality in this country, um, which links to our law enforcement, our judiciary, and how slow the, the, the wheels of justice turn, um, they're definitely not going to come back. But as we see it, there are a lot of people, when we travel back, they're on the same flights. They, they love this country as much as we do. And I, I do believe once everything is said right, which is something that we will do, firmly believe within the next three to five years. This, this is the, the the crux of this matter, and that's why we're involved, getting involved in this space. If we don't get this right in the next three to five years, you know, it's going to determine the trajectory of this country for the next 50 to 100 years. We have to get it right now. We don't have a choice. Now, I know the poor are tired of promises. What words do you have what words of hope do you have for them, Mr. Zuma? Yeah. Uh, to the general South African, not just the poor people, I'm not here to make any promises. There's only one point that you can hold me accountable for, and that's why I'm, 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 I'm in this space. I'm not here to promise anyone jobs. I'm not here to promise anyone uh, whatever's being promised out there by, by politicians. I'm a business person. I'm in, I'm in the political political space. I, I don't want to be called a politician because that comes with its own <laughs> with its own um, descriptions, but it is what it is. My 
one point that I'm going to be held to is I'm going to create the opportunity for people to prosper. That's all. And this is what this journey is about. Whatever um, speed humps, whatever obstacles are in the way, um, you know, structural reforms, because they are there uh, from a structure, structural reform perspective. Um, you look at some of, of the um, policies and the economic framework. Um, you look at some of our, our um, issues in the, in, in the Constitution. You know, there's one or two points that need to be tweaked. So it's not a negative thing. But unless we tweak these points and then we give people a level playing field. It's not going to work. So leveling the playing field and saying to the poorest of the poor, the middle class, wherever it is, opportunities will be there. If you're up for, for grabbing the opportunities, you will do so. And if you're a lazy bugger, we're going to sit in the background and fall by the wayside. That's your problem. But we're not going to be here. We're not promising handouts. We're not here to to pe put people on, on, on welfare because I don't believe that's the, the right thing to do. Are people in, in, in a desperate state? Yes. Do people need support? Yes. Do the ones who need support, um, should they be getting support? Yes. That's the old, frail, um, um, you know, disabled an individual out there that, that you know, would not be able to, to apply their trade or to, to earn an income. But there are a lot of able-bodied bodied people that are just sitting on street corners waiting to receive. That's not going to happen. We're not here to build a welfare state. We're here to build a state of capable people, of go-getters, of people that are going to build this country brick by brick. So leveling the playing field is the, 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 the one, if I, okay, I'm going to say that it's the one, I don't want to say promise, the one point that I'll stick to and everything else will fall into place from there. Thank you. That was Mr. Dutizani, Dutizani Zuma speaking to Biz News. I'm Chris Stein. Thank you, Mr. Zuma. Thank you very much, Mr. Stein. I appreciate your time. Thank you.